Hello and welcome back to my second podcast in this series. My name's Samantha B and I run a small business called Now Organise Your Life. I would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to this channel and also if you would get me on Instagram and please follow me. Every time you tick like and help me out with a comment and a share of my page, it helps me to build my tiny little business into something more to help you guys and to keep the podcast coming. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it all the way from the UK. I see that on my podcast, I had listeners from Japan, which was excellent. So thanks, guys. So today I wanted to talk about red flags. The words red flags get chucked around all over the internet. But what do they mean? What is a red flag in comparison to just normal human behaviour? And how do we go about seeking out these things and what should we be looking for? Especially in a new relationship, it can be a bit of a minefield. So identifying red flags is important. I'd like to speak to you from my experience of what that means. I've been into um, mentally, physically and uh, emotionally abusive relationships in my life. Equally, they were different, but they came with their own baggage. And that is why I can identify now what these things mean for me. I'll also be talking a little bit about how you can safeguard yourself. So from a caregiver's point of view, i.e. if you have children, male or female, because abuse is for men as well, it's not just for women. You shouldn't, in my opinion, introduce your children to a new partner until you are at least 98% sure of that person. And why didn't I say 100%? Because you can never be 100% about anybody. Anybody could hit you. Anybody could lie to you, abuse you at any point in their lives. But it's about having that safeguarding and getting to know somebody before you introduce them to your children. This is key and so important. We don't want to bring people into our children's life and then have to remove them after a period of time because it confuses children. We also don't want to put our children at risk in any way. And when we do feel comfortable to introduce our children, please do it slowly. There's no rush. So some of the things that I look for with red flags is how that person behaves outside. And what I mean by outside is, how are their mannerisms? How do they talk to people? How do they introduce themselves? How do they react if there's a slight crisis? Are they easily angered? What are they like in a queue of traffic? All of these things will indicate how this person is in everyday life. Now, this is the point that I'm trying to make, okay? Even people who are so pure and holy, as they say, lose their temper. Even people that do have a bit of a temper know how to bring it down, know how to look at the bigger picture and deal with their emotions, we all do things wrong. We all get frustrated. We all say the F word in the car when someone pulls out on us. We all get upset sometimes. And that's absolutely fine. But the way that we identify it from normal human behaviour and red flag behaviour is because red flags will keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Or they might just come the once or the twice to give you an indicator of what this person's like but they don't rectify. So if I was to be angry at somebody who had pulled out on me, I might just be like, oh, for God's sake, you know, I might just say that, but then I'll be calm. It's how they act after that. Are they still effing and blinding? Are they still taking it out on that person? Are they taking it out on you even though you've done nothing wrong? 
These are all indicators. And when I say manners, how do they treat people? Do they hold the door open for an elderly person? Will they help an elderly person across the road with their bags? Are they patient if something goes slightly wrong? Maybe they were um, shortchanged, for example. Maybe there's no trolleys left, you know, at the supermarket. How do they act in these situations? So these are all things to look for. Now, if there's a person that you're with and they, you know, they have these attributes and they upset that they have these attributes, what are they doing to make things better? How are they getting rid of their stress and anger? Do they go to the gym? Do they have therapy? Do they like yoga, meditation? You need to see what they do for their mental health. Are they looking after and taking care of their mental health? These are also red flags if they are not, because we all need some kind of self-care, whether that's playing squash or going to full-on therapy. We all need some kind of self-care, so important, as you should be for yourself. And that is why I always recommend that you don't get into any type of relationship okay, until you feel you are at a good place in your life. So you feel confident in yourself, not 100% because we don't always feel 100% confident, but so you're at a good place. You understand your boundaries. Boundaries are so important. Listen, we are a universe inside ourselves. We are so complex and individual and we've got all this magic in us, okay? So setting our own boundaries and loving ourselves and understanding ourselves more is so important. Whether you do that through reading and reflection or travel or um, psychotherapy, you have to have a grounding and a way to set boundaries. And that is how you don't get hurt. And that is how you see and recognize red flags from normal human behavior. So really, really important. And then when you do get into a relationship with someone, you've got the confidence to identify and understand. Now, another thing is if you're with somebody and you're getting to know them long term, so you're dating and you're talking on the phone and things like that, you can see how they behave in certain kind of groups. You can see how they interact with you. You can see how they react to certain situations. But another thing that you can also do is you can see them as a person and whether they can sit down and talk with you about things, because things go wrong sometimes. Relationships, goodness me, if there's no arguing, then there's no communication as far as I can tell. You need to be able to let things out, but can they sit down and talk about it after? Can they bring it down? Do they walk away from it? Do they listen when you say, I don't like this, this is hurting me, this is upsetting me, please don't do this anymore? And do they change? Do they take your feelings into consideration? Do they give you space and time? Do they not try and control the situation? Because if they are all these things and they can sit down and talk on a human, uh, you know, um, level, then this is a good thing. This shows that they have patience and that they're kind and that they, they have some integrity, okay? If they can't do that after an argument or even during an argument, then this for me would be a red flag because I need somebody who can sit down and discuss like adults should the way that you would sit your child down and say, this is why I don't like it when you do this. And these are the reasons why. So these things are really important. Communication is key. I cannot stress it enough. If you've got a partner that shouts in your face, pushes you around, tells you what to wear and where to go cut it off. They are massive red flags. That is not human behavior. 
if someone calls you too much and texts you too much, you can say, look, you know, I, I, I really like you, but can we just calm down a little bit on the texting because I need a bit of space? And that doesn't necessarily mean red flag, but if they carry on doing it when you've expressed that you don't like it, yes, it could be red flag. So that's really, really a good thing to understand and kind of get it on a chart of what you will and won't accept, you know, on your chart. And when I say chart, I have kind of things lower down, uh, almost like a, a triangle. So you've got the bottom part of the triangle, which is things that, you know, I'm quite happy to, you know, just discuss and talk about and say, you're texting me too much or, you know, uh, I don't like this. Can we not do this? OK. And, and if they're rectified, great. Then we've got kind of middle of the road where they've maybe done something a couple of times and you need to pull them up more than once. Or you feel like the communication could be better because maybe they don't have those skills and that's okay to work on together. And then you've got the top tier red flags that nobody's painting green, okay? Those top tier red flags you cannot get away from, like if they're abusive or if they're easily angered to the point where they can't calm down, if they're rude to people, okay? If they want to meet your children after a day, if they have no boundaries, if they want to get married after a week, you know, all these things because... The thing is with abusers and narcissists and actual people that are trying to control you, and I don't just mean relationships that you have that are sexual uh, or, you know, um, intimate. I'm talking about the relationships that you have with your friends and even your family. If they start to become overwhelming and controlling and too much to bear and top tier red flags, like I said, you do need to get rid of them out of your life. Because there's nowhere they can go unless they seriously go and sort their lives out and have deep rooted therapy. You're not a fixer upper because that's what a lot of us do, especially women who have children. We tend to be the fixers. It's in our genes. We are nurturing. That's what we do. We birth children. A whole entity comes out of us. A whole system, a bodily system comes out of us, okay? So we have that instinct in us, whether we've had children or not. So we really need to, like I said, keep a close eye on those boundaries, okay? So working on yourself, understanding yourself before you let anybody else in and just go chill, just go calm. The sex is always good at the beginning, guys. We know this. I know this. Everybody knows this. But that will fade and it is not worth being with anyone who makes you feel less of a person, degrades you, makes you feel controlled or upset just for that. OK, because you can find that elsewhere. And trust me when I say that a lot of why women stay with abusive and controlling partners who have an array of red flags is because of the sex and because they're scared to leave. So nip it in the bud real quick, okay? Another way that you can safeguard yourself, uh, and this is in the UK, I don't know whether it's in other countries, we have something called Claire's Law. It's where you can go into a police station, give name and details of a person that you're seeing and get them checked with Claire's Law. And Claire's Law is a system that they can go on and access a record to see if they've been domestically violent to any of their other partners. I cannot express this any more than how I'm saying it right now. Please go and do that. Do it even if they seem amazing. Because people can keep up a persona for a while. 
It will start to show cracks, but they can keep it up for a little while. So go and check. Safeguard. What's wrong with safeguarding yourself? You know, you, you, you wouldn't get in your car without putting on your seatbelt and drive 90 mile an hour down the road. Safeguard your, care about yourself the way that you care about the plant that you water every day in your living room. Care about yourself enough to say, I'm not going to let anybody dig me up like a piece of dirt and then chuck me to the side. I am not going to do that anymore. I'm a strong, independent person, whether you're a man or a woman. I'm a strong woman. I know what I deserve. I know what I want. I know what I need. Do it. Start today. I am telling you from experience that I would never let another person into my life until I was 100% sure. 98% sure. <laughs> yeah, because loving ourselves and looking after ourselves is so important. I would love to hear some feedback from you guys. So please get in touch with me. Leave me a message on my Instagram, Now Organise Your Life. And I can't wait to come back and give you my third podcast. If you've enjoyed this, give it a subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Take care, guys. I've been Samantha B.